I want to thank Uncle Biju. He's our pastor and our bishop here. For some of us, this is where we get opportunity to hear the word of God every Sunday. So he's our father, he's our pastor, and he's our bishop. Let's give it up to Uncle Biju. Uncle Biju, thank you very much for grooming some of us till this stage in our lives. Anytime I get the opportunity to talk to the teens, I always want to remind them that some of us were here. We're sitting right here like the way some of you are sitting here this, this afternoon. It's just by the grace of God. It's just by the grace of God. Because by 14 chapels, we don't know where we would have been. Because if we want to give you our backgrounds and stuff, you'll be shocked. But as we kept listening, we kept pushing, we kept believing, God has brought us this far. Hallelujah. Today, my message is very simple. I'm supposed to be speaking on the subject delivered to be fruitful. Um, and I've also subtitled the, the topic I was given. And uh, I subtitled it as It is My Turn. Hallelujah. In the other one, It is My Turn. It's my turn. I will do three things this afternoon. I will engage you briefly. I will encourage you by uplifting your spirit. And then finally, do a little bit of impartation. Do a little bit of impartation. A little one. Then we'll wrap up with prayers and then we'll close. Hallelujah. Dear team, can we have the book of John chapter 9? My message will just be about that book, John chapter 9. So we'll end up going through the whole book. The whole book of John chapter 9. So please, you have to help me so that we take it step by step. I'll be able to also explain things to us and then we'll move. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be here? And you believe that you'll be blessed after this meeting? Nice one. John chapter 9 verse 1. So we all know when, when you talk about deliverance, you know what deliverance is about. If we say somebody has been delivered, it means that you used to be in a particular Let's say, um, how do we call it? In the form of a bondage, to be more specific. Bondage. And then some way, somehow, you've been able to come out of it, then you call yourself a delivered person. Hallelujah. John chapter 9. And this book, as I was trying to get a little understanding from what Jesus Christ, or what the writer was talking about, he was trying to say that this was actually the sixth miracle Jesus Christ performed. The sixth miracle. And he talks about a young, a young man, a young blind man. A young blind man. He has never seen before. He was born blind. So let's read it together. As he went along, he saw a man blind from bed. Two. His disciples, are we doing it together? His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Three. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Hallelujah. I didn't hear you all. Hallelujah. So this man, he was born blind. 
Yes. Born blind. Is, he doesn't have any future because in this world, if you are born blind, everybody sees you to be someone who doesn't have a future. Nothing is going to happen to you. You cannot do anything. And I believe this blind man has been begging since, since he was born or since he actually discovered that he could not see. Hallelujah. And it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault that he was born blind. Hallelujah. And some of us, that is how we find ourselves. We find ourselves in some form of bondages. We, even when, when, when you are with your friends, you don't see yourself to be an important personality. You, you always uh, see yourself to be uh, someone who cannot even make it in life. It's a form of bondage. So this blind man was in bondage because he could not see. He could not see. But this afternoon, I pray that whatever bondage we find ourselves in, any form of addiction, anything that troubles us as young believers, as we are in this gathering, I pray that the Lord himself is going to deliver us in the name of Jesus. He was born blind. And I'm sure people were talking about him. Liability to the society. But we'll see what will happen to this young man. Let's move to verse 4. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. Five. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now Jesus Christ is speaking. Six. Having said this, a spit on the ground made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means saint. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Now the people around him are asking, is this the same man? The same man who is always begging. The same man that we all said he, could, he, he couldn't see. All of a sudden, something has happened to him. He can see now because he has encountered Jesus. And I come to you this afternoon as a servant of God. You are going to see Jesus Christ in this meeting. Your story is going to change after this meeting. I don't know what people have been saying about you. Maybe in your area they see you to be one bad boy, one bad girl, whatever. They say, they say so many things about you. And they don't believe that God can use you for something mighty and great. But I am here to tell you, your name is going to change after this meeting. Your name is going to change. Your name is going to change. I prophesy to you that the Jesus who came to die for us is going to deliver you from any form of blindness. It could be an addiction. It could be a setback. It could be a trace from your, your family because some of you are like, oh, the family I come from, when you're a third born, then this is going to happen to you. Our family, when you're the first born, then are you been hearing those kind of stories? Yes. Oh, as for our family, when you are 60 years, then you have to start preparing, though, because anything can happen to you. Oh, our family, you don't go to university first. You have to write an off deck. After writing off deck, you have to go and do another one, and then the third one before you can go into the university. And people have decided to accept those things in their life. But I declare unto you that by not you in the name of Jesus, any family traits, any family traits that people say about your family, that people say about you, I declare in the name of Jesus, that minus you. South minus me. You will never be a part of it. Because deliverance is coming to you this afternoon. I said deliverance is coming to you this afternoon. Let's move on.
Some claim that he was others. Others say, you know, he only looks like him, but he himself insisted, I am the man. The next one, please. How then were your eyes open? They demanded. Now, the, the, the people want to find out what has happened to this blind man. But if this blind man has been healed, isn't it to the glory of God that everybody must be excited about? But they were not excited. The Pharisees want to find out what actually happened, what transpired, because they don't believe in the man called Jesus Christ. They are not interested. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know. He said. The reason why he doesn't know was because he's been a blind man. All of a sudden he's seen. So he hasn't met a man called Jesus. But he has experienced him. He hasn't met him face to face. He hasn't. Because all this while, he cannot see. But the Pharisees were interested. They wanted to find out what actually happened. And the mere fact that even Jesus Christ decided to heal this man on the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day of all days. The day that we are supposed to be resting. That is the day this man has decided to what? Heal this blind man. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Listen. God is not interested in what people will say about you. He's not interested in what people will say about you. God is not interested. He's only interested in his glory being revealed in our lives. Yes, so they called the man a blind man. And they were asking, the disciples were asking, oh, so is it that uh, the father committed some specific sin or the mother did something wrong? Is that the reason why he's, get, he's becoming a blind man? Or, 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 they, wanted, they wanted to find out because it's not his fault. It wasn't his fault. But the same Bible says that, or Jesus Christ said that, oh, it is happening because God wants to what? To his glory out of this situation. I came to announce to you this afternoon, whatever you are going through, as a child of God, I want you to know that God is going to show himself out of the situation. He's going to reveal his glory out of it. I don't know, maybe your parents are even struggling to pay your school fees. And it's become a big deal. But I want to announce to you that God is going to make a way for you. God is going to make a way for your family. God is going to make a way for your parents that they will be able to pay your fees in the name of Jesus. You are also here. You are battling with an addiction. You are battling. You are battling. Masturbation. You are in it. Die hard. Die hard. You, 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 you come to church, you pray, you do so many things. You say, oh, it is over. It's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to happen. Oh, but when you get back to the house, before you realize you are doing it. So you've ruled yourself out. You're like, oh, God can never use me. Ah, God can never ever use somebody like me. You have ruled yourself out. But I am here to announce to you that you are the one God is interested in. You are the one. You are the same person God is interested in. He is going to work on you. He is going to deliver you from that thing. You will come out stronger and you will do the work of the ministry in the name of Jesus. Can I do something briefly? I Hear something. Somebody here 
quite a dream lady that somebody was shooting at him or her. Somebody here like that. Don't be shy. Somebody was shooting at you. Forward. Can I get some oil? Let's I'm going to pray for him. We are using her as a point of contact. For every member of the teen church, any arrow that has been shot at any of us, the arrow is going back. You are not excited about it. The arrow is going back to wherever it was shown from. In the next two minutes, I want us to pray. You are not praying for her. We are praying. We are just using her as a point of contact. For anybody who has ever set foot in the teen church, that whichever arrow, whichever bullet that was shown or shot, it will go back to them. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Pray for To see an angel of the Lord moving in this place right now. I see an angel of the Lord moving. Let me do this last one. 
this will be difficult for the person to come out. But if that person has faith, the person should move forward. In your class, you're on the bottom five. Your friends laugh at you if you are the one come. If you are the one come, In the bottom five. God bless you for me. Listen. Whilst I was I was praying and preparing for this. And the Lord told me about this lady. But I'm going to say something. It it will be very difficult for you to climb up for men. You know that. You all agree with me. Yes. Which which class are you? Form three. But you know what is going to happen. You're writing BC, right? When you people write the BEC, you'll be in the first five. The, 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 the top five, your friends will not understand. It's, norm, it's okay. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. I've seen some before. I had a very good friend. I was, we learned together. We do everything together. But this, my friend, was always in the bottom five. And I was always on the top five. And I've been teasing him. Yes, I was teasing him. But I work with him. We do everything together. But I was always teasing him that the last five. And one day, my friend told me that he will be in the top five. I was laughing. Because it's not possible. A class of about 53, how can you become the top five? You are struggling the bottom five. How can you be in the top five? I didn't take this guy seriously. Sorry, the meeting is taking a different thing. Sorry, but I have to do this. And you know what happened? By the time we were getting to JHS2, my friend was in the first 50. It was becoming scary. Because if by JHS2, it was in the first 15 in the class. It means that by the time we'll be writing the BEC, this, my friend, can even get a better grade than me. It wasn't like I didn't want him to, to do well, but it's like what the guy was told me is, is gradually coming to pass. It's a serious issue. And truly, truly, when we wrote the BEC and I heard about the highest and I heard about my friend's results, truly, truly, verily, verily, my friend was like the fourth on the list. That is going to be your story. You believe it. It's going to be your story. Don't listen to anybody. Okay, it's good you came for this meeting. It's good you came. I'm telling you. I want you to believe. That God is going to do it. Okay? God is going to do it. For you to have the courage to even come forward. That is how you got delivered. Because the truth is that if it were me, I would not come out. No, I'm being honest with you. 
If it were me, I know myself. Previously, not now. Previously, I don't think I would have come out. It would have been very difficult. I'll probably wait and then later I'll go and talk to the man of God that the one you called. But for you, I want us to stretch forth our hands on him. And let's let us pray for him. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray for him. The God that can change situations. The God that can change people's stories. We are praying that you do the same for her. That you change her story. The oh prophet Zerubbabel said, For not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I declare same unto you. That not by might, not by power, not by your ability to study more, not by your ability to do two and four, not by your ability to buy all the books that people buy to learn, but the Spirit of the Lord is going to do it for you. The Spirit of the Lord is going to do it for you. I see the angels of the Lord, they are coming into your life this very moment when you take your books. They will stand by your side. I see the angels of the Lord. They are working on your brains. They are working on your memory. This very moment, they are changing some things. They are changing some things about your memory. After this meeting, the way you study will change. After this meeting, the kind of grace you will get will begin to change. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. for a while, okay? I want to do something again. I see God raising I'm daring you this place. We've been talking about the wonderful things that the Lord used to do here. But now we don't see them anymore. But I came to you all the way from the presence of the Lord. As I was praying for the teen church and I was asking God what is happening now? And the Spirit of the Lord told me, the process. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. And I said, what, what, what are you trying to say? It's a process. And he said, seasons and times. Seasons and times. Seasons and times. And I asked again, seasons and times. And the word of the Lord came to me. The latter glory. 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 It shall be greater than the former. Than the former. Some of us thought we experienced the best in this place. But I am here to tell you. God is going to do might here with you people. The Lord is going to do might here with you people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see the Lord selecting them now. Selecting them now. Selecting them now. I see the Lord selecting them now. I see the Lord selecting them now. I declare. I declare. Over you. Over you. Over you. This afternoon, I declare over you as a servant of God and an anointing 
is coming on you. Some anointing is coming on you. A special grace is coming on you. Now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Anybody here who is 17 years should come forward. I want to be able to, I want to still go back to my message, but I want to do what God also wants me to do. You're all in it. 17, you're all 17 years. Let's do some social distance. started I said when I finish in the process I'll do a little bit of impartation too I have to do it because see Sundays when we come to church we don't get opportunity to do something 17 years I know we are all honest people we are all 17 years Now look at these people. Look at them very well. Seventeen. This is what the Lord said He's going to do with you people. are the ones going to transform your generation. Jesus. These people standing here, it is in their era that the destiny of Ghana is going to change. Seventeen year old people. In your time, you people will not struggle to occupy any important role in this country. Jesus. You will not struggle in business, you will not struggle. In politics, you will not struggle. In church, you will not struggle. Whatever you people want to do in your time, you will not struggle. When people are fighting for things, when people are struggling for things to come their way, minus you people. Let me pray for all of them. Let me touch all of them. Ones we do exploit in the nation of Ghana, 
Take your seat. Let's let's sit down. Let's sit down. We are still on my subject. Still talking about the blind man who got healed. Please, can you still give me that scripture? Can we move to? The verse 24 to 34, I'm going to wrap up quickly so that we can pray. 24. Now this blind man was sermon the first time because the Pharisees wanted to find out what was going on with him. 
And what happened? I received this healing. They were expecting that this young man would deny Jesus Christ and say that, oh, he never healed him. But one way or the other, he kept on stressing on the fact that the man actually healed him. So let's look at this second part. He said, a second time, they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God. They said, we know this man is a sinner. Now they are referring to Jesus Christ. They said that Jesus Christ is rather a sinner. 26. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? 27. He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Do you want to become his disciples too? Now the blind man is trying to preach to them. Are you catching the revelation? He's about to preach to them. Let's move to 29. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, now that is remarkable. You don't know what, where he comes from. Yet, he opened my eyes. He's preaching to them now. He's preaching to them. 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. Nobody. It has never happened before. Ever. Never. It hasn't happened in their history before. That someone who was born blind, he has been delivered from the spirit of blindness. And he can now see. And the Pharisees are not excited about it. I see the Lord delivering you. I see the Lord delivering you. I see deliverance coming to your household. I'm wrapping up. Pray. 33. 34. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? They are angry now. They are angry. And they drew him out. I'm sure the Pharisees are going to think. At this very moment, they are going to think. Because the blind man has said it all. He has preached to them. He has ministered to them. He has testified of the goodness of the Lord. He has proclaimed Jesus Christ to them. And you see, that is what deliverance does. When you get delivered, the next thing is to testify of the goodness of the Lord. Oh, yes. When you are delivered, the next thing you must testify. Because, you see, this blind man could have decided to shut up. Because the Pharisees were just, they were worrying him. If, if you read, if you read um, the entire book or the entire chapter, you realize that there was a point they even decided to go and call his mother and father to come and confirm. And they were afraid, so they decided to step out. They said, the young man is old enough. If there is anything, ask him. Ask him. They were afraid. The young man took the bull by the horn. He said it all to them. He told them in their face. Good man. He has done what nobody has been able to do in years. Excited about his deliverance. Today you'll be excited about your deliverance. I said you'll be excited about your deliverance. I don't know what you, you find yourself in. I don't know what your struggles are. That is not my business. It's not the reason why I came here. But what I know is that the man called Jesus is going to deliver you in this meeting today. So whilst I was thinking about this man, thinking about him, and the Lord told me, the blind man 
he has metamorphosized. He has changed. He has transformed from a blind man who used to be a liability to the society. He has turned into an evangelist. Someone preaching the gospel. Someone sharing the goodness of the Lord. I see someone here metamorphosizing. I see the Lord changing something about you. I see you going into your ministry. I see the Lord giving you a ministry. I see the Lord giving you a ministry. I see the Lord giving you a ministry. You are not excited about it, but I am saying I see the Lord giving you a ministry. And you are asking yourself, what is Uncle Nicholas talking about? Ministry, ministry, what is it? And the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11, can you show that to me now? Ephesians 5 verse 11, what is it saying? Ephesians 5 verse 11. scripture. I think Ephesians 4.11. Ephesians 4.11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Twelve. To prepare God's people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. 13. And so we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. But I'm interested in the 11. Let's be on our feet. I'm interested in the 11. interested in the 11. I'm interested in the 11 because I have seen a blind man who was blind from bed moving from blindness to becoming someone who is testifying of the goodness of the Lord. He has entered into his ministry. This afternoon the Lord is going to move you into your ministry. I said the Lord is going to move you into your ministry. Amen. You are saying that, oh, when I do my calculations, my father said I'll go to medical school. So automatically, I'll be a medical doctor. When you look at your plans, the way you like studying, you can see that you are, you are going to become a lawyer. It's fine. You will be a lawyer. You will be that medical doctor. But I am also here to announce to you that God is saying that even if you are a doctor, you will also be a prophet. Amen. Even if you become that business mogul, you will still be an evangelist. Amen. Amen. Like that one. If you become that banker, you will still be an apostle. Amen. Lift up your hands. Listen. Apostle Paul is saying that it is a gift. A gift. It's a gift too. That was given to the church. For some to be apostles, for some to be prophets, some to be pastors, teachers. It was given out. You are going to pray. Lord, whatever I want to be, Whatever you have ordained me to become, I also want to be one of these. In the name of Jesus. I also want to be one of these. In the name of Jesus. 
Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. I see the Lord raising apostles in this meeting. I see the Lord raising prophets in this meeting. I see it. 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 Desire for 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 it. From today, I see the Lord calling you. From this afternoon, I see the Lord calling on you. You are not too young. You are not too young. You are the one going to become the apostle in your family. You are the one who is going to be the prophet in your classroom. You are the one. You are the one. You are the one. You are the one. Let me tell you something. I want to encourage you to believe that you are one. Why am I saying that? When I was in my final year in senior high school, that time means I'll be somewhere around 16 years or 17, one of them, 17, about forgotten. And I heard there was a form one boy who had come to the school. And the boy was prophesying. I haven't heard some in my life before. That a small boy is prophesying. I haven't heard some before in my entire life. So I told my friends that we, we, we were not going to SU and those things. We only go to SU when we don't do well in exams, one. And then two, serious. When we, are not, when we don't do well, when they, re- they release their results and you see you didn't do well, then you start going to SU. God must work something out. <laughs> and then the second one, the second reason, when you're in school and you don't have money and things are not going on well with you. And then that one too will trigger us to go to SU. So these are the two reasons. Meanwhile, there are some people who go every, every Sunday they are there. So, in fact, when I heard about the young man, I was really interested. I wanted to see the boy. I'm sure if you were in my position, you would have done the same. So I told my, my circle of friends, see, what we are going to do is we must invite that boy. That boy must come to us. He's a junior. We are seniors. We must bring him. And when we bring, when we bring that boy, we must make him prophesy. The reason why we wanted him to prophesy was because we're going to write Wasi. It's a serious matter. <laughs> so we called him. Made, I made my school son go and call him because we are the same level. I can't go and call him. And that day, we didn't learn in our classroom. Because if the boy comes there, it will be a, I don't want to use the word disgrace. But it will be a form of a disgrace that seniors have called a small boy to come, to come and tell them the results they'll be getting was he. So we decided to go and sit somewhere far away. They brought the young man. I'm saying this to stir your spirit up. Okay. And the young man came. They asked him, what's your name? But listen, it was a turning point in my life. You have no idea. That's why I'm sharing this story. Turning point in my life. 
called the boy and he came, came to sit with us. He didn't even say he decided to start. And we asked him, we have heard that you've been prophesying. Where, where did you learn that from? I believe strongly that the boy was having this kind of experiences, experiences you, you people are having now. Because I believe the boy was going for camp meetings and he was experiencing the power of God in so many ways. So he came prepared. He came so prepared. And we asked him, so you've been prophesying to your friends in class. So what do you see about us? What, what, do, you, what do you see about us? Do you think we can make it? The exams you are going to write, do you think we are going to make it? This, this small boy, the one we are depending on. This small boy. And the boy said, God hasn't. Said God hasn't told him anything. So he never prophesied to us. I felt like beating the boy. Because the, the reason why we brought you to them to this corner meeting was for you to reveal something to us. I don't know whether you've been there before. This boy said God hasn't told him anything. My spirit dropped. But I learned something out of that experience. And what I learned was that you don't need to be 25 years. You don't need to be 32 years. You don't need to be 40 years. Neither must you be 60 years to begin to work in your ministry. No. I'm sure that young man was probably 13, 14 thereabouts. And it changed everything about me. And I said to myself, never again. Never again because I've allowed myself not necessarily mocked, but you know, I don't know how to explain it. But this young boy is so full of fire. And he has come to school. And he's prophesying to his colleagues. And people have heard about it. And they are talking about him. That was the turning point. And I said to myself, God, if you can use this small boy to do these miraculous things in school, when I finish my senior high school, I'm going to change. I'm going to change for good. I will also follow you. I will follow you and do everything possible so that you also use me some. So that people will also call me some. At a tender age, I want people to also call me and inquire of me. What is the Lord saying about me? What happened? This is just to encourage you and uplift your spirit that God can use you. Wherever you find yourself, God can use you. So you see, don't 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 be like, oh, I'm I am an usher, so everything is about usher. Oh, I'm a prayer warrior. All we do is we pray. Oh, I'm in the media team. All we do is to make sure that you know everything comes well. I am a chorister, so it ends there. I, I'll I'll be singing throughout. Yes, that's what I'll be doing. I'll be singing. But you can be a chorister who is an apostle. The same way you can be an usher and be a prophet. So that when people come to church and we don't get opportunity to prophesy to them and they enter, you can be able to prophesy to them. Yes. That is how the ministry is supposed to be. Because I know somebody who was a staunch usher when I was in the university. And when we go for usher, when we go for usher meeting, he's usually sitting at the back. You cannot even notice him. When, when, when the people are talking, he doesn't talk some. 
Always quiet. And then, last three, four years, I saw some posters all over. The usher has become a prophet. He has become a prophet. He's a prophet. And not too long ago, he was invited by Pastor Prince to come and preach in his church. I want you to know whatever you are doing in the house of God, God is preparing you for your ministry. Amen. Amen. The Lord is preparing you for your ministry. Yes. Lift up your hands. You're not too young. Say this after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I can't hear you all. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Anything. Anything. Holding me back. Holding me back. In my ministry. In my ministry. In my calling. In my calling. In my calling. In my calling. Today, Lord. Today, Lord. Deliver me from it. Deliver me from it. Deliver me from it. In the spirit of fear. Any form of addiction. Anything that is troubling me.